Hello, and welcome back to the Cuse Conversations podcast. I'm John Boccasino, Senior Internal Communications Specialist at Syracuse University. We're very fortunate, I feel, at Syracuse Hillel. It's a very, uh, of course, we're a religious organization in a certain way, but we're also a cultural organization, right? Um, this is this is a space for, for Jewish community and uh, that most of the programs that we do on a regular basis are really about building community first. And, um, you know, and then we, we also have opportunities for Jewish education and we have um, opportunities, I hope soon for, um, for group support and more of a wellness environment and um, social justice activities like community service and so forth. So, uh, so far the last couple of weeks, it's just been great getting to meet students. So our guest today on the Cuse Conversations podcast is Ethan Baer, the new rabbi here at Syracuse University. And Ethan, we are so pleased you took the time to join us here on the podcast. How are you doing these days? I have a staff of multiple people. And so I have uh, teammates who have been who have been keeping me uh, abreast and, and just like, I don't know, boot camp, you know, telling me about Syracuse and what to expect and um, and planning the year. So that's been really helpful. And then last week we had our uh, Fresh Fest, our pre-orientation program for Jewish students. And it was really an amazing way to start the semester and, and meet a ton of students because we had 280 freshmen who participated and 90 upper class, fr- uh, uh, upper class mentors. So it was uh, really energizing to to meet so many students and to uh, start having conversations about what we're going to be doing this year. I know you've only been on campus for a short time, but during those six plus weeks, what have you found makes this university a really special place? I was very inspired by Chancellor Siverud's remarks at our Fresh Fest breakfast because he talked about the unique history at Syracuse University when it comes to diversity. Um, and he gave stories about uh, about the lack of quotas uh, of uh, Jewish students um, many decades ago when when uh, there were many colleges and universities that had quotas in place and how Syracuse never did. Um, and he, he told a story about um, uh, Japanese internment and uh, and college students from, uh, from the the camps in, in California, who uh, then Syracuse gave full rides to um, for college uh, after the war, and and about the history of veterans, um, and and the great steps Syracuse has has done around inclusivity of veterans and and supporting them as well. So I love that. Like I, you know, part of being at a large university is I think there is a different level of diversity and almost cosmopolitan kind of feel that can come with that. It's like a big village. And uh, that's, that's been great. Um, I've, I've been, and I'm, I'm excited to, excited to get to know, you know, other areas of campus. I'm just sort of starting to do that. Now, before we get into specifically why you chose Syracuse, give our audience a little background about yourself. Where are you from originally? Where did you attend college? And how did you become interested in serving as a Jewish community leader? Sure. So I am from Boston originally. I grew up in the city and 
attended some private schools, some public schools, and I then went to Oberlin College for college, which is a small liberal arts college in Ohio. And it was the, the college farthest from Boston that I applied to um, when I was applying to college. And it was a great school for me. It was uh, probably very different than Syracuse because it's small and, you know, um, uh, doesn't have fraternities and sororities and that kind of thing. But uh, but I had a very close relationship with my Hillel rabbi and was very active in Hillel there. And I think actually attribute my college experience very much with why I became a rabbi. Um, there was a, a lovely Jewish community and the largest Jewish community that I was really ever a part of was, was in college. Mm. Um, and and yeah, and uh, so I became a rabbi because I was considering, uh, I was a religion and Jewish studies major in college, and I was considering going into academia. I did a Fulbright in Berlin uh, right after college, and I was considering, you know, considering going going down a more academic route and realized I wanted to teach, but I liked the idea of teaching in a way really connected to people's lives and the ways that uh, that people make meaning and and uh, you know and build community and so I wanted to do uh, I wanted I wanted to teach outside the classroom um, and that's that's really why I became a rabbi. You mentioned the strong role that you had uh, affiliation wise with Hillel when you were at Oberlin. Can you explain a little bit more about the profound impact that those relationships had and how that really affected your development? Absolutely. So. My Hillel rabbi knew I could sing when I was a freshman <laughs> and recruited me to lead services. And actually he was seeing impaired. So he, you know, he walked with a walking stick and uh, he, he sometimes gave great uh, little sermons, but he did not lead services. You know, he didn't, he didn't have the prayer book in front of him to say what page, what prayer is on and, and he didn't like leading. And so he, he asked if I wanted to lead high holy day services for the next three years. <laughs> and I, I said, oh, what's involved exactly? And he said, you know, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah is two days and Yom Kippur is one. And I had never even attended Rosh Hashanah on the second day. Um, and so I was like, oh, Rosh Hashanah. Uh, so I, learned, <laughs> I learned all of the liturgy and, and it was really an amazing experience, like learning the melodies and, um, and improving my Hebrew, at least liturgical Hebrew, enough to lead services. And um, I loved doing that in college. And, and I was also part of a um, Jewish studies program house and a kosher halal um, co-op in college. So we had a, a co-op that, was, that had the observant Jewish and observant Muslim students together um, because dietary, dietary needs are similar, um, but it's also a wonderful community building space. And and yeah, it was really, I just, I found a, a wonderful community and made a lot of my friends through, through that community. And, um, and so, you know, becoming a rabbi was not, uh, I don't know, wasn't, wasn't a stretch. It was, yeah, I want to do more of this. Why did you want to come to Syracuse to become our newest rabbi? Oh, I think with a big school, there's just so much opportunity and so much, and, uh, and, you know, greater need, but also, um, also, there's there's so much that you can do, and uh, it's exciting. and uh, And I think I think students at Syracuse seem really engaged, really 
really committed. Uh, you know, they they come sometimes knowing very specifically what they want to do, sometimes not at all. Uh, but the point is, the point is, I'm here to serve students, and how great to be at a big school where where there's more opportunity for that. Um, so you know, I mean, my college. I'm 41, so college for me was a long time ago. <laughs> it's a good point because you know we forget. These are you know 17 to 21 year old students, and they come to the university with a different worldview. How do you try to relate to these students to let them know that okay, yes, you are a rabbi, a person of faith, but you're also a person. You're also trying to help them with their development. How do you kind of bridge that gap and connect with them? Yeah, that's a great question. We're very fortunate. I feel at Syracuse Hillel, it's a very, uh, of course, we're a religious organization in a certain way, but. We're also a cultural organization, right? Um, this is this is a space for for Jewish community, and uh, that most of the programs that we do on a regular basis are really about building community first, and um, you know, and then we we also have opportunities for Jewish education, and we have um, opportunities, I hope, soon for um, for group support and more of a wellness environment and. Um, social justice activities like community service and so forth. So, um, so, uh, so far the last couple of weeks, it's just been great getting to meet students in more of a, you know, uh, social mode um, as part of the, the Fresh Fest program. And um, I don't know, student, students haven't complained that, that I'm, I'm, you know, hard to to approach or intimidating. I don't think I give off that vibe. So um, if anything, if anything, you know, I like to hang out with students first and then, and then if it goes into, uh, you know, a, a conversation where something from Torah, something from Jewish tradition becomes relevant, like even better, you know, and, um, and then, uh, you know, we have our, we have our more quote unquote religious things we do, like, Shabbat and services and Shabbat dinner Friday night. And um, we're going to be offering a Jewish learning fellowship that we do every semester on Tuesday nights. Um, that's kind of a cohort conversation-based Jewish learning, but also, you know, very much um, has conversations between students at the forefront. You know, it's not, it's not like a lecture class. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's about meeting students where they are and um, and getting to know them. And then, uh, and then we see what, you know, what, what their interests are. And it's really, really about building the Jewish content around those interests. So it seems like to me, the role of the rabbi on a college campus, yes, you've got the spiritual connections, you've got the social implications, but it really seems like you're trying to help with the holistic development of our students. Absolutely. We're absolutely here first and foremost to support students and their and their journey and their development. And for me, their Jewish journey and their academic journey are two sides of the same coin. Um, because I think we, I think, uh, you know, being connected to Jewish identity and Jewish community uh, can only enhance uh, students, you know, personal and academic goals, but that's right. I mean, we're, we're here to, we're here to, to, to support students in, in their journey. And, um, and really, you know, my goal is, that students become uh, really flourish so that they can contribute to the world and make the world a better place. And, and really that means, uh, that means investing in them as, as people first and foremost. So um, I, I, I feel like on college campus, my role 
is really threefold. There is, um, you know, I'm a Jewish educator and, and we, we have, you know, the Jewish education kind of aspect of what we do at Hillel. Um, and then it's really about wellness and well-being and about, um, and then also social justice and kind of interfaith partnerships around that. So those are kind of the three areas that I'm interested in. And on the wellness front, you know, I mean, we know like 40% of students are grieving the loss of a loved one. Um, a, a huge percentage of students are, you know, dealing with challenges around um, mental health issues or around um, various, you know, emotional things that, that they're dealing with. Um, these, you know, we, we, we have to treat students as, as, as full people who, who we're investing in, um, and in their future. And so, um, so I'm interested in kind of being that adult on campus to students that's kind of in between a professor and, uh, an advisor or a therapist, like somewhere in between, right. And being able to facilitate also environments where students can support each other and have, have the real talk conversations about what they're going through and how, uh, and, and building relationships, you know, not just based in, in proving how cool students are to each other, but, but also really with, uh, you know, vulnerability and, uh, and being able to support each other. And, you know, I think, I think in order to get there, there's a lot of, a lot of trust and a lot of, um, the kind of social community building that we have to do uh, first to, to be able to, you know, form those relationships and, and build that kind of trust with students. You seem like such an energetic person to lead us uh, here at Hillel as our new rabbi. You mentioned before, you've been trying to get to know the students, like what are some other ways you plan on going out there into the community on campus to make people see who you are and how you can help them with their development? That's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, we, we, I, we, park ourselves at People's Place at Hendricks Chapel on a, on a weekly basis. Um, wonderful spot for coffee on campus, also student run and cheap coffee. Um, <laughs> and so that's a, that's great. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to uh, do some tourist study and some, some other kind of creative education things on campus as well. Um, of course, we have High Holy Days coming soon and high holidays are the uh the jewish new year and the day of atonement rosh hashanah and yom kippur and the days in between the days of ah so that's uh, rosh hashanah starts the evening of september 24th and some services and meals will be here some will be at hendrix in the center of campus um, at the multi-faith chapel and in front of the quad uh like rosh hashanah lunch will be a nice jewish barbecue in front of Hendricks Chapel. Um, so those are, you know, those are the important big things I want to mention. But um, I am definitely still thinking about how, you know, how just showing up, you know, I think it's really just like showing up at interesting things, interesting to me, but also where where my presence can be value added and figuring out what those things are. So definitely open to um, invitations from anyone watching this. <laughs> um, I am available to the whole campus community. Uh, of course, you know, as a rabbi, um, my, my, uh, my first concentric circle of obligation is the Jewish community on campus and, of course, the greater community as well. So, you know, Hendricks has a variety of chaplains from many different faith traditions, 
uh, I think there are, I don't want to say the number, but I know more than 10 of us, there's, there's many of us. And, uh, and so, you know, we're all available to students who are interested. I think, um, I think finding those programs that, that are, would be as accessible to non-Jews as well as Jewish students um, is definitely something on my mind. Uh, I'm interested in doing these kinds of kind of wellness circles uh, that bring students together to, to talk about real things that they're struggling with or questions that they're having and, um, and creating space for students to support each other. So I'm going to be looking at ways to do that, uh, maybe in partnership with Barnes down the road, but at first probably here at Hillel. Um, and then uh, I know we also have an interdialogue center on campus, which is a wonderful resource for, um, for bringing students together uh, from diverse backgrounds who are interested in social justice learning in different ways. So I'm, I'm hoping to get involved there as well. Um, there's, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I was at Hamilton College directing the Hillel last year and we had an interfaith, uh, youth, interfaith youth core grant uh, to bring students together to have conversations at the intersection of religion and race. And, uh, and that was a really, we did a social justice fellowship around around that grant. And that was one of my highlights last year. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get involved in a similar way on campus here. I think there's definitely an appetite for that type of programming here on campus. And we all need to get involved and take an active role in healing our country and healing our campus community with the wounds we've dealt with, with social justice issues, with issues of uh, insecurity when it comes to food. Uh, there's so many mental health awareness. You mentioned this earlier. There's a lot of issues that affect all of us on campus. And I think you're in the perfect place at Hendricks Chapel. I believe Hendricks was the first multi-denominational campus center of faith on a university in this country. And you mentioned how many great interfaith partners you've got on Hendricks. How special is it to be a part of that team I think it's really important. Uh, I think it's I think it's really important because you know the community that we build as interfaith chaplains, even just among ourselves, I think permeates out into the campus community. Um, it's a wonderful group of people who who serve as chaplains at at Syracuse through Hendricks, and uh, it's a blessing to get to know them and to work with them and to and to think together how we can how we can do things together. I think you know sometimes we all sort of emphasize our own programs and our own community and wanting to be available in that way. But um, I think, I think the interesting work is also when we, when we come together and do things together. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to those partnerships and and deepening those relationships. And uh, yeah, I think it's really, I think it's really, really important that, that there's a strong multi-denominational approach to religious and spiritual life on campus, you know, whether it's housed in a chapel or, or another building of campus. Um, and here, you know, we have we have this Hendricks Chapel, which is right at the heart of, of campus. Um, and I think, you know, is is an inclusive space. Um, uh, that's not to say that, you know, Jewish students would naturally, uh, you know, gravitate to going to a chapel, <laughs> no matter what it's called. Um, but we're very fortunate at Syracuse that the Jewish community, you know, we really have the best of both worlds with the Hillel building. Um, that that is dedicated space and and with being part of the multi-faith community at the same time and i think you know this is this is who we are as a campus but also as a country and um and it's really important that we learn from each other and that we respect each other and that we love each other um and we can only do that when we know each other and show up together 
very poignant and very on topic with what your job is going to bring to the campus here at Syracuse University as our new rabbi. I do want to give our audience a little insight into who you are as a person, and I want to start off the personal questions with this. I hear you're quite the singer. Uh, how did you become interested in singing, and do you have any kind of go-to genres or songs that you'd like to kind of sing for your uh, your friends and family? Oh, that's that's a nice question. Uh, yes, so in my previous congregation, I was both rabbi and cantor, uh, and I uh, started singing as a kid and was in a lot of choirs, traveling choirs as a kid. Um, and so, yeah, uh, that was, you know, a big part of my life at one point. I, I wouldn't say it's such a big part of my life now, but I do enjoy leading services. And I think the, you know, the participatory singing is really, is really a wonderful way to, um, to express ourselves spiritually. I think music, you know, is a universal, is a universal language of the soul and of the heart. And, and so um, whether it's singing in Hebrew or uh, going to, you know, your favorite, your favorite dance concert and singing along and listening to the music before and after, I think, I think music is a, is a really important spiritual tool. Um, so, but I, yeah, for myself, I mean, I have a two and a four-year-old, two girls. And so right now the most singing I do is, is like children's songs in the car with them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I love, um, you know, teaching them and teaching college students and teaching everyone about, about, uh, about Jewish music and, uh, and Jewish music from different parts of the world. You know, we're very blessed in the Jewish community to have to have so many different musical influences um so I, I i try to incorporate you know mizrahi or uh or eastern uh jewish music as well as as the, the ashkenazi the european centered um and sephardic melodies uh, so so it's a rich it's a rich um musical tradition in in judaism and uh and it's exciting to kind of be able to pull from different parts of that. Besides singing, what are some of your other favorite hobbies or things to do during your free time? Um, well, when I have free time and I'm not with my kids these days, <laughs> just a lot of it, I, I try to, you know, take care of myself, um, go running, uh, work out. I'm st I'm st I still have my like COVID 15 minute workout routines that I'm trying to keep up. Uh, so <laughs> try to do those. And um yeah and just explore the local the local community um someone told me that there's more small farms in this area than like anywhere outside of napa wine country in the country um so so yeah over the summer like going berry picking and um and finding the local wineries and going wine tasting and those kinds of things but right now i'm pretty focused on campus and uh <laughs> getting my kids to sleep in the evening. Last question in closing for you. What is the best piece of advice you ever received that really stuck with you? Best piece of advice I ever received. I think it's really important to find what makes you most alive, to find, you know, to especially when it comes to vocation and thinking about what you want to do in the world, um, really finding your joy and your bliss and, uh, and following that because 
you know, if you do, you might get really lucky and end up with a job like I have, which is, which is just like, I get paid to, to, to what, to, to support students, to, uh, to, to teach about Judaism, to, uh, you know, to, to be here for, for the most, the, the most difficult, but also like the most joyful part of people's lives. Like, that's amazing. And I think, I think, um, you know, some people might have might not have this approach. It might think, oh, my job is my job. And then I do what I want my, in my free time. Uh, but I think if you're really lucky, you can find what, what really brings you joy and also uh, makes you feel like you're contributing to the world and, um, and, and, and making it better in some way. And, and that is the nexus, like, like how you can make a difference and where you find joy in doing it. Uh, so that's my, that's the advice I would pass on. I love it. Wise words from the newest member of the Syracuse University community. He is Hillel's newest rabbi. He's also the Jewish chaplain at Hendricks Chapel. He is Ethan Baer. It's been our pleasure getting to tell your story here on the podcast. Best of luck and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Thanks for checking out the latest installment of the Cuse Conversations podcast. My name is John Boccasino signing off for the Cuse Conversations podcast.